0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddo.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060.
1: all want to make improvements in our practices. That's why we listen to dental podcasts. But sometimes it's so intimidating, people suggest these huge changes that really throw you out of your comfort zone. And you wind up doing nothing. But can you make humongous practice improvements by just doing some little things, changing some little things and doing them correctly? We are about to find out I'm Dr. Richard Mato co founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success, and welcome to this edition of the Dental Practice Fixers Podcast, where today we're gonna to be talking about how to improve your practice with what's called marginal gains. It's a really cool topic, so listen up. First, I wanna remind you that for over four years, We've been doing our credit card processing at the Matto Center with a company called Stax, S-T-A-X, for many reasons. Their customer service is great, et cetera, et cetera. But let's face it, one of the biggest reasons we love Stax is because they don't charge that overage percentage, just a low monthly fixed processing fee. We save money every single month. So are thousands of dental practices across the country. You should do the same. Go to matto.com slash save To learn more. Also, I want to remind you, and this is extremely important, since we're talking about practice success today, we have a practice success workshop coming up in Baltimore, Maryland. It's on Friday, July 28th. It's a very small, intimate session with just a few practice-owning dentists, and they can bring an office manager, spouse, significant other, whatever, just one guest, um, But it's truly hands-on. We'll be talking about your practice, giving you personal solutions. I'll be there along with our lead coach, Betty Hayden. It's complimentary, but you got to sign up now because these always fill up. And this is the first one we've done in a few years. So just go to matto.com. Go to our website. You'll get this cool pop-up, I hope, about the Practice Success Workshop. Click on it. You can register. Um, Baltimore in July is great. So many cool historic sites, incredible museums, great music scene, of course. The best crab cakes in the country, if not the world. Um, A lot of super cool, fun neighborhoods. The Orioles are in town. They are doing so well this year. But the main attraction is um, we'll be doing this practice success workshop at a very fine location in downtown Baltimore that I promise, promise, promise you will enjoy. And I'll be there. So go to maddo.com, click on the pop-up, and you can register or learn more about the Practice Success Workshop. Okay, let's get to today's topic, which is how to improve your practice with marginal gains. What the heck does that mean? Well, I want to take us back to one day in 2003, and believe it or not, this involves the British cycling team the british bicycle professionals riders olympians whatever you want to call them i don't know much about cycling but i thought the story was incredible so at this time in 2003 um professional cyclists in britain were not great for about a hundred years they were let's just say mediocre as a matter of fact since 1908 the british riders had just won one single gold medal at the olympic games they did even worse in cycling's biggest race, the Tour de France, you got to say that properly, Le Tour de France, in 110 years, a British cyclist had never won the Tour de France. So this is crazy, sounds nuts, but the British cyclists were so mediocre and worse that there was a huge bike manufacturer in Europe that would not sell bikes to the British team because they didn't even want to be associated with them. They thought it would hurt their sales if other bike riders saw the Brits using their bikes. So that's kind of crazy. So the British Cycling Organization hired this guy named Dave Brailsford as its new performance director. And he was hired to change things for British Cycling, I guess kind of like Ted Lasso was hired for uh, Richmond, whatever they're called. I was going to say Richmond AF. I know that's not it. Anyway, if you watch Ted Lasso, you know what I'm talking about. So what made this guy Brailsford? different than other coaches they had in the past. It was his relentless commitment to a strategy that he called the aggregation of marginal gains, the philosophy of searching for a tiny, tiny, tiny margin of improvement in every single thing you do. And his quote was, the whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into riding a bike and then improve it by 1%, you'll get a significant increase when you put them all together. So let's talk about every single thing that goes into becoming a bike champion and just improving it by a tiny bit. And he really did put them on a new trajectory. It was just incredible. What were some of the things he did? Just for examples, um, they made small adjustments that, of course, you might expect from a cycling team. They redesigned the bike seats to make them more comfortable. Um, They figured out that if they rubbed some alcohol, On the tires, the tires will get a better grip on the road. Just don't drink it. Um, They asked the riders to wear this type of shorts that maintained ideal muscle temperature. Um, They had their outdoor riders switch to indoor racing suits, so they were lighter and more aerodynamic. Now, these things, I don't know, maybe they sound kind of obvious. Maybe they don't, but these are the things you would expect. But then they didn't stop there. They were trying to find 1% improvements in other areas, too, such as They switched the massage gels they were using for faster muscle recovery. I love this one. They hired a surgeon to teach each rider the best way to wash their hands so they would have less of a chance of catching a cold or some other illness that would affect their performance. Um, They were on the road all the time, sleeping in different hotel rooms, and they determined the best type of pillow and mattress for the best night's sleep individually for each rider and brought them with them. They even painted the inside of their team truck white so they could spot little bits of dust and contamination that could go unnoticed, but really affect the performance of these finely tuned bikes in a tiny, tiny, tiny way. And these and hundreds of other small improvements were accumulated. The results were amazing and they happened quickly. Five years after Brailsville took over, the British cycling team dominated the road and track cycling events at the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. They won 60%. Of the cycling gold medals that is awesome four years later the olympic games came to london and they set nine olympic records and seven world records Wow! in that same year a cyclist named bradley wiggins mr wiggins became the first british cyclist to win the tour de france the next year's teammate chris froome did the same unbelievable so why does this work it i, I see it as it's kind of like compound interest you know you get you put money away You get compound interest. Maybe it's slow. Maybe it works slowly. But all of a sudden, you hit that area. I don't know what it's called, an asymptote or an asymptotic. I don't know, something like that. You hit that curve where things just take off because the small gains have a cumulative effect, and they eventually become huge. Wow. So can we do this in our dental practices? I'm going to say absolutely yes. I mean, sometimes big changes are daunting, but if we just look at every single thing we do, And say, how can we improve this a tiny bit? You will get those huge cumulative gains in your dental practice. So have a team meeting. Talk about every single thing you do. I mean, from the way the patients are brought from room to room, to the way the reception room is configured, the way you bring patients back, everything. I mean, fortunately, um, you know, we can do these things pretty... I'm I'm just trying to think. I'm going to spitball kind of back of the envelope of a few examples here. Maybe... Ask your care. I love this. Ask your care credit rep for that. I don't know what, even know what it's called. I call it the green form for that green form. So when you present treatment and finances, it's all done for you. It's all spelled out. It makes it really easy for the patient to say yes. That's a simple change. Um, maybe you can commit to learning one personal fact about a patient every single visit, something personal about their personal life, put it in the chart notes and bring it up next time they're there. How about doing a full perio charting for every patient? If you're not doing that, that's a simple way to improve. Um, maybe you're gonna say we have an office policy now that says everybody, including the doctor, must get to the office 30 minutes before the first patient. Um, add dedicated new patient time to the schedule. Commit to scheduling 100% of hygiene patients for their follow-up visit. These are such easy things. And there's so many other things you can do. Um, you know, Even making the restroom look a little bit nicer. Just protocols for ordering supplies. Go over every single thing you do and say let's just improve this by one percent it's fun it's easy it's not overwhelming or intimidating and i know every single one of our dental practice fixers podcast listeners can do it so let's do it let's be like the british cycling team we're all going to win gold medals and win the tour de france or the tour de dentiste whatever we're going to call the award that the best dental practice in your area gets so Um, Really fun stuff, really powerful stuff. I'm going to urge you to do it. Speaking of areas in which we can all improve, let's do our mystery shopper calls while they are so much fun. We've got some great ones for you um, today. I, I came up with an interesting call to make. It's maybe not a call that you would typically get at your dental practice a lot, but it just shows when you've got a potential new patient who's calling your office, let's face it, they're calling your office because they want to come in no matter what their question is, they're calling your office because they want to come in as a new patient. Sometimes you got to think quickly, answer their question correctly, and get them on the schedule. So let's see if any of our um, mystery shopper practices did this for a pretty simple question they should have been able to handle. First, I just want to remind you, too, if you are enjoying the Dental Practice Fixers podcast, thank you so much. Nothing makes us happier here at the Matto Center than to know people are enjoying our educational programs, learning, and making changes in their practices, even 1% change. So if you are learning, enjoying, and making small changes, let's do our mission to share this with the dental world. Wherever you are listening or watching, go on. Give us a five-star review or a thumbs-up or whatever that platform allows. And then if you have a few more seconds, just write a nice review. I know typically um, the Apple format, Apple Podcasts, is the easiest to do this because they let you write a nice little review. But wherever you're listening, um, just go on. Give us a thumbs-up, a heart. Oh, heart! I love that. A good review of five-star, whatever it takes. I, that would be so, so cool. You'll be doing us a favor by getting the word out about the podcast. And of course, more importantly, you'll be doing dental practices across the world a favor. Okay, now let's go over here to Command Central and start our mystery stopper calls. I was posing as a patient who had been to another dental office but didn't want to go back to that office. But they were told they needed a significant amount of work. Um, scaling and root planing, which I use the late term, a deep cleaning. I love that. I need a deep cleaning doc and a couple crowns. This is a great patient. They already know they need scaling and root planing and at least a couple crowns, and they're calling your practice. I think any office would want this patient to come in by saying, let's get you on the schedule. Let's have the doctor take a look. Let's do a free consult. Let's schedule you for an exam and whatever it is. Did they do it? I made a bunch of calls. Let's find out if anybody this correctly. Call number
2: one. I I
3: have a question. I was going to another dentist. I'm not going back there, but um they told me I needed like a deep cleaning and two crowns. Um which which is usually best to get first, the deep cleaning or the crowns?
0: It depends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I mean, usually people need a deep cleaning, I mean, because they have, you know, calculus and tartar buildup. Sometimes they want to do that first so they can give it a better exam. Um, But if you have a broken tooth, the crown would probably be first. So it just depends.
3: Mm, I see. Yeah, definitely they talked about tartar. I don't remember anything about calculus. That's the same thing,
0: calculus and tartar, mm -hmm, same thing.
3: Maybe trigonometry, possibly too.
0: Something like that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it just de- like I said. I mean, it just depends. So you know, if you if you need a crown because you have a broken tooth or something like that, then you know they might want to do the crown first. But if not, then they you know probably want to get you know the deep cleaning done because the deep cleaning. Will, if they say you need it and you have a lot of like like I said, you have a lot of calculus built up in there the only way to get it out is with the deep cleaning so it's not going to go away some people think that that, that oh i'll just keep doing a regular cleaning you can't um, right but mm-hmm. um like i said unless the crown is just cosmetic reasons and it doesn't matter but if you had, like i said if you had a broken tooth or something like that then you know they might want to do that first so it just depends uh, I, I mean every doctor recommends something different so of course of course mm-hmm. well thank you so much you're welcome hope that helps
1: okay, okay. i did thank you
0: okay bye. you're welcome
1: Bye bye. Hope that helps i'm just calling your office because i think you're the dental resource library not because i want to come in wrong i'm calling because i want to come in i got to tell you she was very pleasant really knowledgeable too i think she knew her stuff i'm not sure i would use the word calculus with a potential patient but that's pretty minor um so i think the way to answer this question, we'll find out if anyone else does that, is just saying, typically the deep cleaning is done first, but there are a lot of things in play. The best thing to do is just to have the doctor take a look so we can determine, determine the right course of treatment for you because it's different for everybody. We can, we'd can be glad to do a free consultation. We can see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. How's that sound? Some variation of that, invite the patient in. You can't answer this question over the phone. You can give some generalized advice, whatever, but you can't answer this question over the phone. Let's get this patient in. They're not just calling because they're, you know, having a joyful moment calling a dental office to get dental information. I doubt they are. Let's see how another office did it.
2: Dr.
3: Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Is this the dental office? Yes, it is. Oh, I have a question for you. I'm new to New Jersey, and my last dentist in Ohio told me I needed a deep cleaning and two crowns. And which one of those is usually done first, the deep cleaning or the crowns? It doesn't matter, really. You can do either. Do either first? You can do either. It doesn't matter. You can do the deep cleaning first and then the two crowns, or you can do the two crowns, and, you know, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Good to know. All right. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Bye now.
1: Bye. (laughs) Oh, man, I love it when the doctor answers the phone. Docs, you should be able to pick up the phone and do a lot better job than this guy did. I love that advice, too. This is a dentist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll do two beautiful new crowns for you, cement them in place, and then do your perio treatment. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't matter. Don't even come in by See you later. Oh, man. I think we're going to have to say that was an epic fail. Okay. Again, docs, if the phone's ringing and no one else can get it, you should pick it up but you should do a lot better than that. This was the doctor himself. He could have said, I'd love to meet you. Come on in. I, I'll give you a, you know, I'll take a look and let you know what I think is best in my professional opinion. Won't even charge you. Come on. Can, can you come over right now? I'm not doing anything. I'm answering the phone. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's keep rocking these. I got a bunch today.
2: I'm in Dr. office. Can I help you? Yeah, I
3: have a question for you. Um, sure. My last dentist, which was a different in a different state, told me that I needed a deep cleaning and two crowns. And I want to know if you do that that kind of stuff there, and and if so, which is usually done first, the deep cleaning or the two crowns?
4: I mean, every patient is different, so it's hard to say that without knowing you as a patient. Um, but we do do crowns here, and we do do root scaling, which would be like a deep cleaning.
3: Hmm. So they actually just scale the roots.
4: No, that's just what they call it. It's called the scaling and root planning. Root planning. That's just the insurance name.
3: Ah, uh, what's the regular it's, name?
4: Well, no, that's the, that's the like official name is root scaling and the deep cleaning. It's probably the same thing. Same thing. I got
3: it. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. All right.
3: I, All right. I think that kind of makes sense. Yeah. All right. Thanks.
4: All right. Bye.
1: Oh man, she had no interest in getting me in. I love her terminology. She's saying all these root root planning, root scaling, root planning. I just we're going to plan to scale your roots. I don't know what the heck we're going to do. I tell you one thing: we're not going to do is try to get you into our office by offering you an appointment. That's one thing we are certainly not going to do. Okay. Next up, next victim.
2: Thank you for calling. Family Dentistry. To get you to the best team member, please select from the following menu. If you are considering becoming a new patient, please press 1. If you are an existing patient, your call may be recorded for quality and training purposes.
1: I love that da voice from that message. like, da 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 I'll pick up, come on, you made me go through this whole rigmarole, I'll pick up the phone. What is this, Adventures? What exactly is going on here?
2: Hi, this is Derricka. Can I start by getting your first and last name?
3: Sure, you can. My first name is Richard, and my last name is Howard.
0: Thank you, Richard. How can I use this?
3: I have a question for you. Um, my last dentist told me that I needed a deep cleaning and a couple crowns. And I just want to know if, if I get those done. What's usually first, the deep cleaning or the crowns?
2: The crowns.
3: Crowns are first. Okay. Okay, cool. And, and why are you recording the call?
2: Um- Am I recording the call? I'm not
3: recording well, Yeah, when When I called, I got a little message that the call was being recorded. I'm just curious why you're doing that.
0: Well, it's for privacy and training reasons. Do you prefer not to be recorded?
3: Uh, it doesn't really matter. So, So you're recording the call for privacy. Okay, that makes a lot of sense.
4: Okay.
2: All
3: right. Well, thank you then.
2: You're welcome. Have a good day.
1: Bye. Oh man! What did you just get back from the monotone Olympics? You're welcome. Have a good day. That, that was just—I mean—that that call from start to finish. First of all, that—I don't know what that was—that recorded computerized voicemail push button menu thing. That led to I pushed the button, then got like some kind of weird guitar music. I mean, the that, the tone was pretty nice on the guitar sound. I like that. Um, then it went to silence. Then Miss Monotone picks up. Um, then she gives the wrong advice, very definitive though. The crown should be done first. Um, and then she doesn't, has no idea why the calls are being recorded. So she just makes something up and then pretty much lets me hang up. Wow. Disaster from start to finish. I would say, all right, two more calls, two more calls. Maybe they'll get better. Let's hope so.
2: Good afternoon. Dentistry. Suzanne speaking. How may I help you?
3: Hey, I have a question for you, Suzanne. Um hopefully you can help me, Suzanne. I've got um from my last dentist, they told me I needed two crowns and a deep cleaning and I'm probably not going back there, but I'm just curious like which one's typically done first if you need a deep cleaning and two crowns.
2: Well, your hygiene is always a good priority, which would be your cleaning.
3: Mhm.
2: But um so that w- the, but your crowns, your teeth are not gonna get better, they're only gonna get worse. And so if you don't take care of them, you could end up needing more than a crown, like a root canal.
3: Right. I know they so say be true to your teeth will be false to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it all needs to be done. Say yeah. that again? So it all needs to be done, it sounds like
2: it sounds like yes, any any or all of the above should be done as soon as you can manage.
3: Mhm. What's the typical cost for that if I don't have insurance?
2: Without insurance, the cost of just a crown in this office is 13.99. Mhm. And if you were to need a build-up on that crown, let's see. I believe the build-up for a crown it's needed is 325. Uh, $325.
3: What's a build-up? Build me up, buttercup. I'm not sure what that is.
2: So when a person needs a crown, the doctor has to remove some tooth structure because the tooth is either broken or decayed. And then sometimes it's necessary to rebuild some of that structure so that he can provide a good enough platform for the crown to be stable. So that's what we call a build-up.
3: I see. Okay, so I won't know if I need that until I'm in there. It sounds like.
2: Well, Doctor, you know the majority of the time he doesn't need a build up, but we would give you worst case scenario and and provide you the price for a build up as well.
3: That's that sounds fair. Great, thank you so much for all of this information. I really appreciate it. Sure. Okay.
2: Have a good afternoon.
3: You have an excellent afternoon. Thanks. Bye.
1: Okay. Thank you. Come on now. Did you spent two minutes and 35 seconds talking to a potential new patient, giving decent information? I mean, seriously, decent decent um, information. I'm not saying it was 100% accurate, but it was pretty darn good to a patient who needs scaling and root planing, or at least some kind of periotherapy therapy in some, some way, and at least two crowns, as far as they know, possibly buildups to create the platform. I love that word, create the platform. Um not sure about the way she pronounced scenario. Is it scenario or either of those acceptable scenario? You say scenario, I say scenario. Doesn't matter. She can pronounce it any way she wants. Two and a half minutes of kind of bonding time with this patient. Nice patient, nice person in the office. Doesn't even think to get them into the office. Oh, boy. Okay, we got one more. One more. Let's do it. Maybe this will be the winner. You're in
4: office.
1: Hi, I've
3: got a question for you. Um, I'm looking for a new dentist, but my last dentist told me that I needed um, a deep clean and two crowns. And I just want to know, which which of those typically comes first, the deep clean or the two crowns?
4: Um, It just depends. Um, Hold on, just a minute.
1: As you know, I don't care for the hold with nothing going on there, even that... Lame guitar music from before was a lot better because I don't know if she hung up on me or not. Um, And also, it's always nice to say, would you mind if I place you on a brief hold to get more information or just something like that? Just, you know, hold on just a minute. I don't like, and the silence is really bad too. Silence is not golden when it comes to dental office telephone protocols. I'd probably hang up right about now. Come back.
4: Sir, sure. Okay, so if mm-hmm. um, we would have to get you in and take a look, um, and I can tell you right now our um, our hygienist is out quite a ways. Um, what we are doing is putting people on the cancellation list, but also since you're saying something about two crowns, did they already do like an estimate on those two crowns for you or what? Or did
3: uh, they, they told me you? how much it was going to cost, if that's what you mean.
4: Okay. Okay. Um, But they didn't send anything to insurance or anything?
3: No, I don't have insurance.
4: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You don't have insurance? Okay. Um, So, yeah, so then what we would do is get you in with our dentist himself and see um, if he can do the crowns first or if he would have to wait until, you know, you get the cleaning. You know, it's hard to say over the phone without seeing you. Um, right, I see. Know, it just depends on the
3: situation. Right, but if I need to get the cleaning, it sounds like your hygienist is, is you said she's out yeah, or she, away yeah, somewhere? She's, no, she's just flipped out. She's flipped out? No, booked.
4: Oh, she's booked <laughs> out. Okay. Yeah, <absolutely>. so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe
3: flipped out as well.
4: <laughs> I don't know. This okay. thing, yeah, the way it's been gone,
3: yeah. Right oh, wow. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. sounds crazy. Maybe you should get another hygienist. Have you thought about that?
4: We were trying to get actually um, two people, and it's, yeah, just like everywhere else, it's crazy. Like We get, like, a handful of people in, and then they don't want, to, you know, or we call them, and the next day for their interviews, they don't show up. So, yeah.
3: Oh, man, those millennials, I'll tell you. Um yeah.
4: But yes, he is out of ways. like I said, if you want, you can call around. And if you can't find anybody, you can definitely call us back. And like I said, we can get in with him first, the dentist, and see what he says.
3: I see. Okay. Yeah, I might try to find somewhere where I can get in sooner for the hygienist.
4: Yeah. Yeah, not a problem.
3: Okay.
1: Thank you so
4: much. You're
1: welcome. Thanks. Okay. Bye. What? Not a problem. It's a huge problem. This was actually unbelievable. She she started off the call, okay. Um, she said that it was, you know, we can have you in to see the dentist for the two crowns, at least to take a look. Then she starts going down these crazy rabbit holes. Like, well, did the other office give you an estimate? And they do, who cares what the other office did? And then she starts going into the whole the whole sob story about how they can't find a good hygienist. That doesn't reflect well in the practice to a potential new patient. That's very negative. We're trying to hire someone and we can't. Well, what's wrong with this office? She didn't have to go to any of that stuff. The second she explained that it's best for the doctor to look first, get me booked on the doctor's side. Look, if their hygienist is booked a couple months out, well, that's not great. At the very least, the doctor could get me in two nice temporary crowns and then schedule with the hygienist, or maybe the doctor could do the scaling and root planning. Who knows what could have happened here? But then at the very end, she said, well, just call around. You don't want to come here. We're too busy. Call around. Oh, man, that was absolutely awful she was that's the whole thing you know she was nice she was knowledgeable she wanted to do what was best for the patient i could just tell all these people most of these people did there were a couple that didn't but she absolutely wanted to do what was best for the patient but also your job is to get that patient into your office get me in with the doctor again the scenario scenario could have been get me in two nice temps whatever but then at the end she says maybe you should just call around oh man horrible at best H A D. If I sound so frustrated, it's because obviously we have not reached every single practice in the world yet with the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. So give us a review. Tell your friends. Help us out. Make some great marginal changes in your practice. And I will see you soon. I'm Dr. Richard Maddow, co-founder of the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. And if you want to see me really soon, go to maddow.com learn more about our practice workshop, which is coming up July 28th. It's complimentary for practice owners. I'd love to see you there until next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.